One of my favorites is Walt Whitman. M- most people don't look at Whitman. Uh, they don't look at Leaves of Grass. They don't look at those books. But, but this is, I, re- I read you just a real short quote from Whitman. To the states, or any one of them, or any cities of the states, resist much, obey little. Once unquestioning obedience, once fully enslaved, no nation, state, city of this earth, ever afterward, resumes its liberty. Transmitting directly from the launch pad. Bringing blue collar to your cell tower. The rock and roll libertarian himself. It's time to blast off with Johnny Rocket. Hey, it's Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. I'm here with my Ray of Truth herself, Miss Rayleigh Lightheart. Hey, everybody. Hello, Johnny. How are you doing this Christmas Eve? Good. Great. Christmas is awesome. And this is the Blast Off broadcasting directly from WNAP Peoria, Arizona at Cloud9 Studios. And Raylene, how are you in Washington? Well, I'm holding down base one beautifully. Um, I miss you and being in studio with you, but uh, this is a close second. Yes. I, yeah, you know what? I kind of miss the old days. I miss the old days when we're in base one, but now that you got base one under control, I'm here in Arizona and uh, I'm actually in shorts. <laughs> I'm in shorts. Well, that must be nice for freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in shorts, right? Like, what the heck is going on? You don't have jammies on. We just got all the stuff ready, milk and cookies and carrots for the reindeer, for Santa, which is my favorite. Do you love Santa too? Uh, you know, Ray, I don't know if I believe in Santa Claus. Stop. Uh, I really don't know. I, I, I'm telling you, I don't know if I do believe in Santa. I know that sounds kind of mean. Johnny, I love Santa. He's definitely real. Is he? He's definitely real. Don't you believe in magic? I do. I, I, I guess I do, but I, I don't know if I believe in Santa. Like, I used to believe in him. And I believe in this Easter bunny still, but not Santa Claus. Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you something <laughs> about Santa. Santa is the quintessential beauty of the human spirit. Santa is the spirit of voluntarism in action. Santa is one of the most beautiful representations of what we could do as human beings. And I love him. Wait, really? Do you hear that? What is that? Oh, my God. I hear sleigh bells. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's do this. Oh, my God. Let's do it. An eighth-generation Tennessean, the end result of frontiersmen who defied the king's edict and crossed the Appalachians in search of land freedom. He's a philosopher, poet, political operative, agrarian, bibliophile, and professional ditch digger, preferring the world of ideas to the following after men. Born into a family of farmers and construction workers, he diverged and immersed himself in books and learning. But he returned home and took up working in the family construction company. His first political campaign was in 1964 at age 7. He pedaled his bike over to Nashville and handed out 500 pencils and 500 buttons for Barry Goldwater. From that point on, he was hooked. In present, he lives in a small farm in Flins Lick, Tennessee, a 500-square-foot house, where he shares it with a demented Sheltie dog. He is the past chair of the Libertarian Party of Tennessee and is known in circles as Liberty Claus. Also, he is one of the few boomers that doesn't actually type in all caps and actually listens to what young people have to say. His goal is liberty in his lifetime. At 61, he plans on living to 102. 
Okay, Raleen, prepare for liftoff. Copy that, Johnny. Sleigh bells, stockings, and mistletoe. Dancers dancing, blitzing's blitzed. Sleigh ready. Right as a rocket. Got the list. Checked it twice. Got the nog? Double spiked. The records are playing. Are you ready for slaying? Let's rock it around the Christmas tree. Let's blast off with Liberty Claus himself, Tom Arnold! Introduction was having me laugh. I was so hard for me to not die laughing. It was a beautifully done. Oh yeah, that was great, Tom. Thank you so much for being here, man. Oh, it's my pleasure, Johnny. I just love the idea of what you're doing your podcast, and I fell in love with Raylene. And you know what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't? I adore you too, Tom. <laughs> who doesn't love Raylene? She is the the sweetest lady ever. Maybe next to my future wife. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but Tom, thank you so much for Kim. for being here, man. And you know, you have a really interesting story. Like you know, everyone in the libertarian circles knows of you. You're uh, a happy, jolly guy, and you've been part of the Libertarian Party for just a few years. But yet, you're so well known. Where does that start? Right? You know, where did it stem from? What made you become a libertarian, and what got you involved in the Libertarian Party? Well, my path to libertarianism is different than most folks. Because I came about it through the transcendentalists of Thoreau, Emerson, Whitman, and uh, their writings, uh, Rosewater Lane. So it's literature that brought me to libertarianism, not uh, economics or Rothbard or Mises or any of those folks. And then um, I just felt that after being in the Republican Party for most of my life, that they weren't true to their values and principles any longer. So uh, I needed to... uh, find some a home that uh, that was and so the libertarian party just suited me uh, perfectly i love the pictures of you at nala especially with you dancing with mary ruart who's like my hero uh what was convention like and do you have any fun stories about it well convention was great it was fabulous and you're talking about the dancing with mary well i had uh, gotten some tickets for for people that couldn't afford to come to the gala because it was just really on my heart that uh, there were people I knew, uh, some call them poverty,rian some call them just whatever, that didn't have, they couldn't afford to go. And I thought it'd be worthwhile. So I bought uh, about four extra tickets. And, um, and, and Mary ended up being the recipient of one of them. So she was sitting at our table. And they got to playing the music. And, you know, I like to dance. And, and uh, Sarah Daggers and I had uh, danced. And, so um, uh, Mary was just sitting there bebopping. So I just got her by the hand and took her to the dance floor. We had a blast. And, uh, you know, she's just an awesome person and not just as a libertarian, but as an individual. And uh, uh, we, we had so much fun. So, But the rest of NOLA was great. Uh, of course, I spent more time trying to do business than I actually, well, you know, I, I, I drink a bit. So uh, uh, <laughs> you're in good company. So I, I, you're in good company, sir. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I start out my morning with a Bloody Mary and then uh, go to a Sazerac or two by, by the time uh, noon was there. And, uh, you know, so then, then of course, I, I, uh, I drink a single malt whiskey. So I finish off my evening with single malts and, you know, uh, but anyway, so I start the next morning again. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny is speaking of drinking, uh, Kim has actually passed out on the couch right now that's hilarious and and she i I told her the eggnog was spiked and then she started drinking it and she's like laughing 
And then she fell asleep on the couch, but I'm like, I didn't tell her. Like, I did tell her that it had booze in it, but it didn't. And so I think it was like a placebo effect. So she's like passed well, out. It might have been the rum balls also. Those those can, those have a kick. I don't know. All I know is that she, she is like sawing logs right now, and it's hilarious. I'm like, okay, whatever. But uh, Tom, really quick, you know, what do you think of like liberty? How do you think we need to obtain it? Like, do we do it through political means or do we do it through cultural means or do we hit it on all fronts? I mean, what's your goal and what do you want to do with it? You have to you have to hit on fronts. And let, and let me let me kind of tell you a story real quick. In 2005, I was diagnosed with um, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in the liver and the spleen and the lungs. I went through three separate rounds of treatments, which is over 100 individual chemotherapy. And wow. at the last chemo, the last round of my chemotherapy, uh, my wife decided to leave me. And so, um, so my li- whole life changed. But it changed for the better because uh, once I got the, uh, a bill of good health, which I now have had for six years, that I'm all clean of cancer, then I realized that, um, that I had to do more than what I was doing. So liberty became, other than work, my primary goal. And for me, liberty, it has to be more than just one path. Uh, social media is not the answer. We've got to be taking it to the streets. We've got to be going to college campuses. We've got to be setting up on town squares. We've got to be talking to people where they're at, um, which is what I plan on doing uh, after November, because in 2020, I'll be uh, making a run for U.S. Senate uh, as a libertarian from Tennessee. So, um, so, so it's, it's got to be more than that. We've got to take our principles, which are the best principles. They're a whole lot better than anybody else's. And though we don't always agree on everything, as long as we have our statement of principles, as long as we have the, the non-aggression principle, then we can libertarians can move forward. And I think we can convince the 47% of people that don't vote that we share their values. Ballot access laws are very important to many of the established LP members. Can you explain why this matters so much in our movement? Go to town. Um, ballot access, and particularly in Tennessee, we don't have ballot access yet. We started our campaign to work for it in uh, 2016. And what happened uh, was that the um, Republicans who control the uh, Secretary of State's office and the Administrative Elections office, those guys just, um, um, they, changed, uh, they changed their minds on how the rules were interpreted. They mm. gave us uh, oral, oral uh, uh, assurances that this was the thing. This is this was the way it would be. So we were about halfway to our goal, which is approximately thirty-five thousand uh, ballot access signatures, and we had about sixteen thousand or so done. And they changed they changed the interpretation. So at that time, we just kind of put a halt on it. Now, as of this past week, I do have a letter from the Administrator of Elections that states how things were done, and so. If I can convince the XCOM here in Tennessee, then um, we'll be starting our campaign and, and primarily to get signatures and also to win the Senate seat. You know, I, I don't I don't do anything halfway. I've done it in business, and as my dad used to say, the road to perfection uh, has no finish line. So that's uh, that's something that uh, that we're going to be doing, and, and it's it's it is significant because. Uh, when, when all you've got is an I at the end of your name, then it's, 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 uh, people don't recognize you as being a libertarian or being anything. Right. That's true. And like, Tom, like you're running for U.S. Senate in 2020, like you were saying, but like, what are you going to do with your campaign that's maybe different than 
the Democrats or the Republicans? Well, you know, my plan is to actually reach out to the people. I'll be presenting the principles that I believe in as an individual, as a libertarian, as an anarchist. I'm going to let people know that uh, that uh, about the government. I'm going to speak, speak truth to power um, because it needs to be said. And, and my campaign is going to be run. It's already been run by a bunch of young people because young people are where my heart is. Uh, people, that's, that's, I think that's another reason they call me Liberty Clause <laughs> because uh, you know because you know I mean young people are exactly where my heart is. Um, in Tennessee, we had a great group of uh, libertarians that were a part of the party, but they were like me; they're a bunch of old farts. <laughs> so in 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 2015. I started recruiting. I got with a bunch of young people. Then, when our 2016 convention came up, um, we, you know, we, we our 2017 convention came up. We had over a um, hundred people in attendance, which was up from 33 the year before. I was elected chair, uh, you know, um, by 95 votes and uh, and two notice. So, uh, and now the young people, then, then I had to resign from the chairmanship due to some personal factors. Both my parents passed away in 2017 and it made it really difficult. And, um, uh, so, um, now, now our whole, uh, our whole executive com is made up of millennials and, uh, that's a great thing and they're doing great work. Wow. I noticed you smoke out of a pipe. So not just do you drink single malt whiskey but you smoke out of a pipe is this a tennessee thing i think most people smoke pipes out of pipes here in washington really and in arizona <laughs> I, smoke, I smoke out of a pipe i smoke out of a cigar i smoke out of a cigarette you know just uh, depending on uh, on what's most convenient <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you what else should we know about tennessee specifically pluses and minuses especially politically well Politically, people want to claim we're a red state. We're not. Historically, um, we were a Democratic state and swept over in 2008 into a GOP state. But we're a purple state. Tennessee's a great state, though. I love it. Uh, you know, my brothers and I, we still own a piece of land that's been in our, our family since 1867. Wow. And, and uh, actually goes back further in the family to ties to a revolutionary land grant. So, um, you know, but it's been directly in our family since 1867. There's 28 acres left of it. And uh, my, one of my brothers has a business there, and then we run cattle on it and, and uh, you know, sell some dirt and stuff like that. So, yeah. Tom, I know you smoke and you like pipes and tobacco. In Tennessee, is there, like, laws against smoking in bars there? I mean, because we have it in Arizona and in Washington. We do. Uh, the only We have bars, though, that you can actually smoke in. But, you know, uh, they have to post it. It's a smoking bar. Uh, but but restaurants, uh, everything. Yeah, it's it's become very progressive. Um, you know, they, they're even trying to do it, put it on the streets now. Uh, no smoking bans <laughs> in, in, in Nashville. Uh, you know, that, you know, it's just it's but those progressive areas. So it, it, it's it's, uh, you know, we've got the same type of uh, progressivism in, in the heart of our government that uh, of the state that uh, everybody else is dealing with. So, lots of discussion on polar ice caps melting, global warming. What's your take, and what is government's role in this? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I take a humanitarian position on most of everything, and I believe that we're smart enough. Of course, you know, my home county is the home to Al Gore, and so um, anyway. Uh, Uh-oh, he, I'm uh, sorry for you, Tom. I really yeah, I didn't know I that. I am sorry, dude. So you must have the internet mecca 
of the entire world right there in Tennessee. Al Gore created the internet. No, we don't have we don't have we don't even have broadband in some areas. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of funny nothing, because yeah. uh, I'm on a committee here in Smith County, um, which is my home county, where my business is. And anyway, um, we 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 do we have two Nobel Prize winners from this county. One was Cordell Hull, who was the founder of the United Nations, and the other is Al Gore who uh, gave us, uh, you know, global warming. And so um, personally, uh, you know, uh, my position is that, uh, you know, uh, humanity is such that traditionally farmers, they didn't want to mess up their land. That's why Thomas Jefferson talked about uh, crop rotation and and wrote uh, papers on it and uh, passed that information along to others. And, you know, people, people actually had a practical sense of how to farm, but now with with big agriculture, uh, we've created some problems, and uh, it, it's it's not it's not a positive thing. Of course, you know, I, I for for several years I was in the uh, farm to market and uh, grew all uh, biodynamics. So don't use the word organic because uh, the government labels that, and so uh, uh, but grew biodynamically, and uh, you know, um, uh, and never had any problems. You know, I mean, weed controls a little bit, but you just have to get out there and hold those rows. You know, and, uh, right. Uh, right. I'm with you, Tom, and I have another question now regarding the libertarian party now there's been a lot of clashes going on uh with the socialist caucus and uh the mises caucus and all these different caucuses and i'm part of the smokers caucus Mm -hmm. and part of the mises caucus and the radical caucus but my question to you is what do you think of socialists that are coming into the party do you think it's a step in the right direction or do you think it's a step in the wrong direction i'll say this we've probably always had some socialists in the party they just weren't a vocal part of, uh, as they have been the last uh, two or three years. Actually, with 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 our stance on property rights, they really don't need to be a part of the party. Mm-hmm. But if we're working towards a libertarian society and we're all on one bus headed down the road, when we reach a, uh, a minarchist society, the minarchists are going to get off. When we get down the road a little further and we can become an anarchist society, then the ANCOMs, our ANCAPs will get off. And eventually, uh, you know, I mean, if, if that leaves the socialists on the bus. So uh, if they want to go off, if we actually have an anarchical um, libertarian society, then then they can go and, um, and, and be a part of that. Uh, but as long as it's not, they're not using force to try to take our property rights away from us. So, you know, but but as far as being active in the party, no. But but my solution has been you minimalize them. You don't give them overexpose them the way they've been done, because the more you minimalize them through social media, whatever, then 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 they don't have a platform. But when you when you do screenshots and you share it and you and you put their you share their ideas and and you become too argumentative about it, then uh, then that just gives them a bigger platform. That makes sense. You know, Alex Merced, I don't know if you heard the show, episode four, I believe, with Alex. He he basically said, let's not waste our time purging uh, by going after them as much as let's drown them out with voices who understand property rights, who understand economics and the principles of self-ownership. Let's let's drown them out with the good ideas. Yeah, I love Alex. No, and it makes sense. Yeah, and Alex is a good guy. But like, Tom, I, I know that you've been like, what got you your reputation? Is it because of the women you're chasing around? I mean, you're a pretty crazy guy. <laughs> I and, love it. You know, like you are a party guy, you know, and I'm telling you what, me and you could probably pull back a few drinks. I'm telling you that right now. But like what? I mean, what, Yeah, oh, I know you can, man. I love it. 
Can we just can I, can I just interrupt really fast, yeah, yeah. Jody? Real fast. Go, go I ahead. just I would love to get a picture of the the Rat Pack of the Libertarian Party because I always call you the Dean Martin of the radio right now. Like that's what you remind me of. A little bit of a boozer, a, a really fun guy, and, and you, and then the ladies' man Tom Arnold. Who else is going to be in the Rat Pack? Can we just? Oh, that's do a that good. Really that's fast? a that's a good question, Tom. Who would be in the Rat Pack of Liberty? Who would be in the Rat? Pack of Liberty. Um, Kim Ruff. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's sleeping right now. I'm probably going to yeah, wake her up by know. me yelling. Yeah, but uh, but she definitely would be in there because she definitely would contribute. Uh, trying to think um, who else. Uh, Michael Pickens. Yeah. Um, Michael Pickens. Yeah, definitely Pickens because he's slick. Yeah. You know, Pickens, <laughs> he, he, he's kind of the Frank Sinatra guy, you know, because he gets away with more well, I can't say that word. Yeah, you, right? can, yeah, you can say it. He gets away with more than anyone else. I know. I love that Santa just said. Yeah, yeah, Santa, yeah. don't worry about it. We're good. We're good, Santa. I'm good, good. You can surround the show. Uh, don't worry. It would be bleeped out. Okay, good. But uh, yeah, well, see, I I, I heard your, uh, your, your when, when you did your interview with Kim, I heard about all the word things. And because, you know, I mean, my language tends to be a little bit rougher than normal because when you work with truck drivers, miners, and construction people, you know, you have to be a little rough sometimes. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. I, 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 feel your, I feel your pain. And uh, I told Kim, I said, you know, the thing I hate more than anything because I've been in construction is dirt. I hate dirt. <laughs> I really do. It stinks. I hate it. It gets everywhere. And it iPhone case. Yeah. Anyways, it was Johnny Rocket here at Blast Off, and I'm here with my Ray of Truth, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Thank you, guys. And we're talking to Liberty Claus himself, Tom Arnold. Oh, yeah. We're not yeah. done with you yet, oh. sir. We are not done with you, sir. We have Rocket Fire coming up. So, anyways, so this is Johnny Rocket signing off. We're going to be right back, so stick around. Rock and roll. <laughs> this is great. Hey, Raylene, I'm going to head out and get some beer. Hey, what are oh, you guys like doing in here alone? Oh, cute. What's, what's going on? What are you guys hiding? Come on, fess up. Well, we're just looking at my new calendar. It's a libertarian dad bods calendar. It is enlightening. Wait a minute. Did you just say a libertarian dad bods calendar? Really? I've actually never been so excited for July in my life. <laughs> are you kidding me? I mean, come on. Natural rights, natural bodies, and all this liberty? Everyone should be excited about this calendar. Wait a minute. Why am I not in this thing? Don't be jealous, Johnny. Besides, you're a shoe-in for next year. Yeah, hashtag Johnny Rocket Dad Bod 2020. Okay, girls, well, I better keep training. I might need some inspiration. Got you covered, Johnny. Don't worry. You can get your own at sclp.org. That's sclp.org to get your very own Libertarian Dad Bods calendar for 2019. is a children's media company for children's ages 0 through 7. Our stories teach the foundational principles that underlie libertarianism and relate them in a manner that even the youngest children can understand and enjoy. Little Libertarians was founded by attorney and libertarian activist Dory Goikman. We teach the basics of self-ownership, non-aggression, and property rights to babies, toddlers, and young kids. Use coupon code ROCKET, R-O-C-K-E-T, for 40% off of Little Libertarian products at www.littlelibertarians.com. Again, that's www.littlelibertarians.com.
here with my ray of truth, the beautiful Raylene Lighthawk. Hello. Happy yeah. holidays. Happy holidays. Bam. Drinking eggnog here. And uh, we're talking to Liberty Claus himself, Tom Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what we do here on the second segment is called Rocket Fire. Rocket Fire. What we do on Rocket Fire, sir, is I'm going to ask you a series of 15 questions. These questions will be politically and philosophically related. And if you can answer these questions between 30 to 60 seconds, that'd be badass. Tom, are you ready to play Rocket Fire? Sure, I am, Johnny. Go for it. Here we go. <laughs> Question one. Who do you think gathers more data on the American people, you or the NSA? Me. <laughs> because, you know, I have elves everywhere, more so than the NSA does. They just have a few listing devices, but I have elves everywhere. You should see my DM box. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Question two. Will NORAD be tracking your movements this holiday season, and how do you propose to fly under the radar? No, they won't. They, they never track me. They just think they do, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so they're not going to track you this holiday season. They never track me. Never track me. They just, uh, you know, these weathermen get up there and they put, well, this is NORAD's uh, official. <laughs> and it's <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Question three. How has the government policies and regulations regarding employment, production, and safety negatively impacted your toy shop? They don't. We're the North Pole. You know, doesn't happen. No, there's no regulations up there. But if uh, here in the U.S., they're always impacting everything. You know, um, screw the, screw all that. Screw OSHA. Screw MSHA. Screw the whole nine yards. You know, I mean, it's um, it's a mess. Roger that. Question four. It's from, it's my understanding that Liberty Clause's home base is not at the North Pole, as one might think, but instead in Tennessee. Are your elves legally allowed to work in the U.S.? Yeah, they all have social security cards. That's what you mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Question five. Do you think the elves in your toy shop should own the means of production? Why or why not? Well, you know, we actually tried that one time, Johnny. And uh, <laughs> they, they kept forming committees and they spent more time uh, on committees and uh, breaks than they did doing any production. So, uh, no, we did away with that policy. Right on. Question six. All right, level with me, Liberty Clause. We know you have a list. So who's been naughty and who's been nice? Oh, who's been naughty and who's been nice? Let's see. Well, Rayleigh's been nice. Uh, I know that for a fact, uh, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, uh, she, she's, uh, I, I watch her quite closely. Um, they're just waiting for Scott to uh, drop the other shoe. So. Uh. <laughs> yes. But, um, but no, no. Most people, I, I, I believe in the positives of human nature and that most people should, uh, are, are nice. They do do some naughty things. We have some people who, uh, particularly in the liberty movement, who prefer to stir the pot rather than uh, take human action and, uh, go, and actually go to work. So um, uh, I'd say there's, there are some naughty people out there, but, but they have the potential to be good if they just, uh, you know, actually do what they say they want to do. Right on. Question seven. What can nice boys and girls expect to get from Liberty Clause this Christmas? Well, they're going to get the fact that Liberty Clause is going to be running for uh, Senate, uh, U.S. Senate in 2020. And uh, if they'll pay attention and, uh, and listen to the messaging of Liberty, and, and and life and the pursuit of happiness and uh, property, 
then uh, we might have some actual great Christmas. Okay, what about the the, the the naughty boys and girls? Will they be getting coal switches? What What is Liberty Clause going to give them? Well, I give them this. Look into your hearts. Try to be the best person you possibly can be. Try to love your fellow man in a way that is better than what you expect them to, how they expect them to treat you. And if you do that, then you might make the nice list next year. There you go. There you go. Question nine. You're a bourbon man, so uh, do you put a splash of it in your eggnog? I, well, actually, I, I do drink some bourbon, but I'm more a single malt scotch. And yes, single malt scotch goes with everything. <laughs> I love it. Question ten. If Liberty Clause is riding around in his sleigh, three sheets to the wind, but not driving erratically, as to potentially jeopardize the safety of other low-flying vehicles, should the police which in this case would probably be the FAA or the Sky Marshals, should they be able to arrest him for reckless endangerment endangerment, and driving under the influence? Well, they'd have to catch me first. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've been pretty elusive. You haven't seen any reports of Santa being, uh, Liberty Clause being arrested hundreds of years. So, you know, I am pretty elusive. There you go. Question 11. Do reindeer have rights? Do reindeers have rights? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as long as they keep up, go in the right direction, and they, uh, uh, that's pretty much the rights, the only rights they have, you know, so that's it. Right. Question 12. Rudolph's nose is very red, and it glows. Did you inoculate the other reindeer so they didn't get his disease? Is this something other people should be forced to do, assuming they own their own flying reindeer? The truth about Rudolph is he's a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> It has, it has nothing to do with the disease. Okay. He's a drunk. And though someone would, would want him to be an alcoholic, but I won't allow him to go to meetings. Okay, good. Rudolph seems like a pretty cool guy. Is he cool? He's, we hang out a lot. Okay, cool. <laughs> He's your drinking partner. He's your drinking partner. Question 13. Them, yeah. yeah. Question 13. <laughs> if you enter a person's home to put a gift in the stockings or underneath the tree, is that considered breaking and entering? Technically, you didn't destroy or steal any property. No, it's called this old shuck and jive, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Question 14. Online, you're a ladies' man. How was your quest to find Mrs. Liberty Claus gone? Not worth two hoots in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so you're still, you're not giving up, though. You're not giving up. Oh, I. No, 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 no. I'll never give up. I'll never give up. I know she's out there somewhere. You know, I just, uh, it's just a matter of, uh, of, of time and circumstance, you know. I mean, there's some wonderful Liberty ladies out there. And, yes, I flirt with them all, but, you know, uh, I don't try. I never try to cross the line. And, uh, anyway, uh, but, yeah, there's, she's out there somewhere, you know. And in a, in a few years when I actually retire from Tennessee and uh, buy my motorhome and hit the road and uh, start working on Liberty campaigns across the country, I, I'm sure that uh, I'll have a better opportunity to find her. All right, man. Question 15. The final question. Let's pretend for a moment someone else is Liberty Claus. What would you ask for this holiday season? What gift would you ask from them this holiday season? To build a wall around Washington, D.C., to cut off all broadband communication, all phones, everything, and just let the people in this country live their lives uh, um, uh, free from government, from, from, from the omnipotent state. That's rocket fire. Give it up for Liberty Claus, Mr. Tom Arnold. Wow. Thanks, Bam! Great answers. Anyways, 
show. This is Johnny Rocket here at Blast Off, and I'm here with my ray of truth, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Hi, guys. Thank you. And we're talking to Tom Arnold. We're not done with you yet, sir. We have some more questions for you. Anyways, those Johnny Rocket, always launching ideas, and we'll be right back. Rock and roll. It's time to shake up your podcast feed, folks, by subscribing to Lions of Liberty, the only libertarian variety show out there. Spend Mondays with me, Mark Clare, as I feature in-depth interviews with great names in the libertarian community and fun roundtable discussions. Electric Liberty Land with me, Brian McWilliams, every Wednesday, your weekly dose of comedy, culture, and liberty. And Felony Fridays with me, John Odermatt, where I expose injustice in the broken criminal justice system. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and at lionsofliberty.com. Are you tired of banging your head against the proverbial wall of politics and getting nowhere toward actually making your life more free? Are you tired of interview podcasts that have the same guests as every other libertarian interview podcast out there? Are you tired of hearing the same news stories that you can hear on the mainstream media? then you need to listen to The Lava Flow, where we don't do politics and we don't do the major stories that exist only to divide you. We talk about news that affects you and your freedom, and we work to find solutions that can actually help you to be more free. Lava stands for Libertarian, Anarcho-Capitalist, Voluntarist, and Agorist. And if you consider yourself to be in any of those categories, all of those categories, or just interested in learning about them, then The Lava Flow Podcast is for you. Check us out at thelavaflow.com. The Lava Flow Podcast, channeling the flow of information to the libertarian, anarcho-capitalist, voluntarist, and agorist community. Thelavaflow.com. This is Chris Spangle, and I am the host of We Are Libertarians, which you can find in iTunes, Google Play, or at wearelibertarians.com. We are a podcast that brings you all of the irreverence that modern politics deserves by examining current events from a libertarian perspective. So please... Check us out at wearelibertarians.com. Ground control to Johnny Rocket. Ground control to Johnny Rocket. Well, Liberty Claus wasn't kidding about Rudolph. I just saw him pounding schnapps out back and daring all the other reindeer to go shot for shot with him. It's like a horror movie. There's vomit everywhere with reindeer footsteps in it. And don't tell Tom, but Prancer took in his sleigh, wiped his ass with one of Tom's books, and then Blitzen and Dasher started opening presents for poor children. I think they spilled beer all over them. Oh, crap. Comet and Cupid just jacked the sleigh. Rudolph told them to get their asses to the store to get him some more schnapps. They tried to tell him it was already closed for Christmas, but he mumbled some profanities and told them to just break the glass and steal it, damn it. He said Santa does it all the time. Well, anyways, I suggest you wait until after the show to tell Liberty Claus about his drunk reindeer. That would be a sure way to ruin the festivities.
blast off a journey rocket. I'm here with my ray of truth, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Hello, Johnny. Are you having the time of your life right now? I know. I actually, I do believe in magic. And now, now that Liberty Claus is here, and uh, you changed my mind. I guess Santa is real. Oh, well, Liberty Claus changed your mind. He did. Liberty Claus is here, here on the show. And we're talking to Liberty Claus himself, Tom Arnold. <laughs> Tom, Hi, Tom. Thank you so much Hi, for guys. being here. We're having a blast. Oh, well, so as we heard on Rocket Fire, we know who is on your naughty list and who's on your nice list. But when it comes to government, what is on your naughty list and what's on your nice list? Oh, well, very little government's on my nice list because um, most government is backed by authority. And, you know, authority, force is, um, is not the way. But um, my nice list, there's a lot of folks. Uh, Larry Sharp's on my nice list. Um, Laura Ebke is on my nice list. Johnny Rocket. Um, Johnny know. Rocket. Johnny Rock. Johnny Rocket's <laughs> on my nice list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you know there's a, there's a there are a lot of uh, folks that are running for office. Uh, uh, Craig Bowden in Utah is on my nice list. Uh, you know, there are folks that are that are putting it out there, putting themselves out there, that are are making uh, uh, doing the doing the grunt work in, in order to change hearts and minds, and, and they definitely are on my nice list. You know, and they're the people that I try to help financially. They're the people I try to support through social media, and uh, and, and and just uh, they 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 are. If, I don't really like to use the word heroes because it puts too much weight upon a person's shoulders. But uh, but th- 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 they come really close to being to being heroes. And if you had to abolish five things right now, what would they be? Abolish the Constitution, human suffering. I would abolish the uh, liquor tax. That's <laughs> oh, yeah, I well, in the bed. <laughs> well, yeah, all the ABC offices they could all go. You know, they could all go. Sure. Uh, you know, they would all be just just disappear. And that's one of the things I plan on doing. Uh, the, the the first thing I would do if I was elected uh, to the U.S. Senate, and that that can kind of help talk about here, is yeah. first thing I'd introduce, I'd introduce a bill that would uh, abolish anything that was unconstitutional part of government. Sure. Uh, all those agencies, um, you know, uh, that's that's one of the first things I'd do. I'd also want to abolish the 17th Amendment, uh, the direct election of senators. Even though I would be directly elected, I would do away with it, return it back to a constitutional government. I, you know, I, I don't love the Constitution. I'm an anarchist. I'd rather work within the boundaries of, of doing things that between individuals. But uh, it's where we're at, and until we can uh, trim it down to where it needs to be, then that's the battle we have to take. Um, so... Uh, you know, of course, I'd love to establish my own community. I just saw where there's uh, 4,300 acres of land for sale in, uh, in, 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 in Georgia, no, in Alabama, that has been a uh, turkey preserve. And uh, it's for, they're asking $1,000 an acre, so $4 million would buy it. And uh, then you, you have your own, uh, build your own state <laughs> or build your own community. <laughs> Liberty Clause, I have a question though for you. You're running for Senate in 2020. Are you going to come out and say, like, I don't know what your messaging is going to be, but are you going to come out and say, like, hey, I'm an anarchist? Or are you going to be a little bit more subtle about it? Are you going to, you know, how, what, what is your, like, what is your marketing? I already do say I'm an anarchist. Uh, I say it on my social media. I don't have, and, and, I've, and I've caught some flack from it because I have a lot of, of, of 
personal friends who are in the state legislature, who are poor politicians, you know, Democrats and Republicans, and uh, they they know my personal stand. Uh, but but the thing is, what how I explain that to it is 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 more voluntarism uh, is 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 the smoother path to understanding anarchy. The fact that we can live in a society without rulers, but we can have some rules that all of us as individuals can voluntarily accept and participate in. Uh-huh. And so 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 th- that's pretty much the way I'm going to be marketing it. Uh, that 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 would be a, a, the gift. But if someone asked me a question about saying, "Well, are are you an anarchist?" Yes, I'm an anarchist. But but I also believe that I have to be uh, uh, a little bit more practical uh, to say, you know, in the way that our government has to do. I'm not going to Washington to uh, set a torch to it, though I'd like to. You know, I'm with you. I'm with you, brother. So, Tom, you are such an artistic and romantic soul. Everything you do, it it always shows that you have a way with words and a way with just um, romance in general. Even your friendships are romantic, which I admire. What has made you, were you this way always or have you just become this as you've gotten older? Give us a little bit about yourself. Well, no, like I said, when I was in the third grade, because I read constantly as a child, and I was in the third grade of uh, our librarian, uh, who was a retired teacher, handed me a book. She handed me Moby Dick. And she said, read that, which, you know, is a 900-page book that a third, she's given to a third grader to read. And so, you know, I went through it and tried to read the best I could, um, skipped over a lot of the technical stuff about whaling, and stuck with the story. And, and you know, my love for words, my love for literature, uh, you know, they, those have always been with me. Um, you know, I, I like to, the, I'm an idealist, um, a transcendentalist because I believe that human nature, that humans are basically good, uh, that, uh, you know, every baby that's born has the potential to be for greatness. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I've always been a romantic in that sense of poetry, uh, art, literature, they all matter in my life. Um, theater, it all matters because, uh, in it, you can, it can be cathartic because it's all part of the human condition, and uh, you know, even politics is romantic, you know, because you you get involved in it and you, uh, you 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 believe in a candidate, which is what what I did for most of my life was working for candidates, and um, you know uh, never ran for office, but uh, but now I'm I'm in love with the idea of running for office at my age. Good for uh, you. Being Good for you. First, and and the fact that you know, as my Turnell Brown is my campaign manager, and I give him a big, you know, Turnell is uh, he's he, he's very fact based, and and and, uh, and I love that about him. But he he believes he believes in the fact that we're not just running to get ballot access; we're running to win. And so um, I believe that. And so yeah, that's romantic too. But but yeah, that matters. How you care about people, Redline? That's uh, that's the most important thing to me. Uh, yes. How you treat people. And because if you, if, you, if you treat people with respect, then, uh, well, it's like this. My grandmother told me a long time ago, son, you always treat a lady like a lady until she proves otherwise. Oh, right. And, oh, yeah. We know those girls. And, and, usually, <laughs> and usually, if you treat them like a lady, then they'll act like a lady. And and that's with children too, with raising children and your neighbors. And when I I totally agree that um, act the way that you want to see the world be. I don't know, I, Raylene. Though I have I have a you know there's a there's another saying though too. You can take the girl out of the bar, but you can't take the bar out of the girl. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. 
I don't know. Yeah, but 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 but, but that's not a bad thing either, John. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. You know, I mean, oh, because we all need human contact, right? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's a truth. That's true, man. And, and I'm with we, you. And, you know, and and so that that's the same thing, you know. I mean, back in my um, being a rake in a rambler days, you know, uh, really being a rake in a rambler days, you know, then uh, yeah, that was uh, that was that was a big part of my life. So yeah. So I wanted to ask you what. So you talked about all these great books, and and you know, most of the libertarians that come on our show have you know a lot of economics books and, and, and things like that, but because you have kind of a literary background, what books would you suggest? to read that may not be considered a libertarian um, standard that you think has the spirit of liberty and the way you see it in the book? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I actually printed off some stuff that that matters to me. One of my favorites is Walt Whitman. Very cool. Most people don't look at Whitman. Uh, they don't look at Leaves of Grass. They don't look at those books because, but but this is, I I read you a real short quote from Whitman. To the states or any one of them or any cities of the states, resist much, obey little. Once unquestioning obedience, once fully enslaved, once fully enslaved, no nation, state, city of this earth, ever afterward resumes its liberty. Ooh, that's nice. Very nice. Yeah, and see, and, and you find out that, that people like Whitman, they were, they were really, you know, um, and then, and then another, then, then Emerson, Emerson, uh, yeah. his uh, self, self-reliance, you know, because people don't read that either. Uh, to believe your own thought, to believe that what is true for you in your private heart is true for all men, that is genius, you see. That's right. And, and, then, and, then, and then, the, then the other one, my favorite quote, is a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds, adored by little statesmen, and philosophers and divines. With consistency, a great soul has simply nothing to do. He may as well concern himself with his shadow on the wall, out upon our guarded lips, sew them up with pack thread. Else, if you would be a man, speak what you think today in words as hard as cannonballs, and tomorrow, speak what tomorrow thinks in hard words again, though it be contradictory to everything you say today. And then exclaim, the aged ladies, you shall be sure to be misunderstood. Misunderstood, it is a right fool's word. It is so bad then to be misunderstood. Pythagoras was misunderstood, and Socrates, and Jesus, and Luther, and Copernicus, and Galileo, and Newton, and every pure and wise spirit that ever took flesh. To be great is to be misunderstood, or in my case, to be human is to be misunderstood. Wow. Beautiful, beautiful. That's really nice. Unbelievable. Very nice. Yeah, and, and see, that's what I'm saying is, you know, if 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 we can be free marketers, we can be voluntarists, we can be ancapped, but if we've lost our 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 center, our soul, our heart, then um, you know we're not uh, we're 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 not being true libertarians. I agree. You know, I agree. And speaking of being a great libertarian, I mean, you've. You, you are chair of the party in Tennessee. What are some of the accomplishments that you have done in the past that you hold in great regard to yourself? Well, not really. I'm not, I'm not, I don't like to brag on myself and things. Go my, ahead. My it's, whole it's thing, selfish promotion. Well, my whole thing is, is, is bringing <laughs> pe- people together, John. Yes. Yep. You know, yes. uh, 
that that that's that's the whole thing with me. When 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 I saw that the Libertarian Party in Tennessee was uh, was uh, was struggling, you know, uh, I, I reached out to find all these young people who believed the same way. You know, Cole Ebels, who is the current chair of the party here, it's so funny. He and I met uh, two and a half years ago at a, a Libertarian Party convention, mm-hmm. and and yet I had no idea that he lived in my home county. Right. Wow. We had never met in our home county. And then, uh, you know, he, um, uh, uh, you know, he's become one of my dearest friends. You know, I, I've seen him progress from an idea of, of being a former soldier to becoming a real libertarian and hardcore to messaging greatly. Um, so 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 that's that's that, those are my proudest achievements. My my cousin. Kenna Lee. I don't know if either of you know Kenna, but Kenna, uh, I was doing stuff for the uh, Johnson Well campaign in 2016, and and she called me and she said, I need a yard sign. And I said, okay. So um, I got her some yard signs. Her, her, she wanted one. Her mother wanted one. And, um, you know, suddenly her, her whole family has become libertarian. And now Kenna is our uh, uh, the, the state secretary for the LPTN. Uh, in two years, she's accomplished that goal. Uh, so, 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 so that's that's my great to me. My greatest goal is bringing people in, helping them to find their place in the party, helping them to accomplish the things that um, that, that, that 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 they feel, you know. And, and then I and then I just I take real pride in just watching that, you know. Uh, and, and it's like being a daddy and, you know, or, or a Dutch uncle or, or a grandfather, you know, or Santa. Yeah. Yep. Santa, yeah, or Santa. <laughs> because, because, because that's, that's, that's the greatest thing for me, you know, is watching awesome. these young people take off, take over and take off and do the great things that they can for Liberty and knowing that, uh, you know, when I, when I died 102, that, uh, that, that will be, uh, I can look back and see all these Liberty Children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, and and hopefully we will accomplish uh, liberty in my lifetime. A real legacy of love, logic, liberty, which is something that my good friend Tiffany Diaz de Leon always talks about. You know Tiffany? Oh yeah, I know Tiffany. Tiffany and I finally met uh, at convention. Um, of course, he's met her. Like, She's a girl. Hey, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty girl. Yeah, very pretty girl. We hung out some too, and you know, yeah. Just unfortunately, it's like she's like she's like many of the good ones. You know, she's uh, taken. So, <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Right on. Hey, so Liberty Claus, you have flying reindeer. Yeah. What sorts of challenges have you faced with like PETA and the Tennessee state government over keeping exotic animals not only for companionship but for labor? Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the hinterland, Johnny. <laughs> I live on, on on thirteen acres in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> and I have a sixty by forty barn, and it's kept locked. So you know, uh, and I let them out at night, so nobody really sees what's going on. <laughs> All right, on, That's right the way on. To do it. That's the way to do it. Raylene, prepare for landing. Roger that, Johnny. Milk, cookies, and candy canes. Your body, your choice. Chestnuts are roasted. Hey, my eyes are up here. Why is his nose so bright? Because he's got to guide our sleigh tonight. Landing lights and guest websites. Tom, give us your dot coms 
and your social media pages. I don't have a dot com yet, but my social media page is Tom Arnold and on Facebook. I'm also uh, Tom Arnold on uh, Instagram, which I very seldom use. But coming, uh, by the time this is broadcast, I'll have uh, I'll have a uh, um, election page and everything else going to them. So just just blue, just. Just look for me at Tom Arnold on Facebook. Right on, man. Anyway, so this is Blast Off, and I'm here with my beautiful Ray of Truth herself, Miss Raylene Lightheart. Thanks, guys. Oh, by the way, if you like the show, make sure to go to supportblastoff.com and subscribe. And give us a dollar an episode to hear the after party and only two bucks a show for the all-nighter. Right on. Anyway, so this is Johnny Rocket. Check us out at blastoffshow.com. Anyway, so we're talking to Tom Arnold. Thank you, Tom, very much for being on the show. Liberty Claus himself. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Raylene. It's been a, it's been a real pleasure. It's been a joy. And so much fun. I love you guys. Uh, love you I too. love you. Love you, Liberty Claus. You're the greatest. And hopefully I'm, I hopefully I get some Christmas because uh, I've been, I had some bad moves in my life. And so hopefully <laughs> I can get. I just can't wait until, until the next convention. And I'm, I swear Tom, I am going to make sure that I get to sit on your lap. Mm. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. De- definitely. I will make sure you can sit on my lap, I, too. I know. <laughs> All right, really. That's enough. All right. All right. <laughs> so, Johnny Rocket, always launching ideas. We'll see you next week. Rock and roll. And Merry Christmas.